This is the Black and Blue Report, straight from the source. No appointment radio, wherever, whenever. Now, from Studio B, or from wherever the Saints or Pelicans might be, here's Sean Kelly. Hi, friends. Welcome into the Black and Blue Report. Greetings this morning from Studio B on Airline Drive at the headquarters of the New Orleans Saints and the New Orleans Pelicans. I'm Sean Kelly. Now, we meet again with heavy hearts, don't we? Hokie Gaijon passed away last night at the age of 56, losing his battle to cancer. This coming on the heels, obviously, of the loss of Will Smith over the weekend. So here again today on our podcast, we're remembering one of the great men of our Saints family, but also one of the great citizens of New Orleans and southeast Louisiana. And uh, today's news was very difficult. I think a lot of us were bracing for it as uh, Hokie had been uh, in a precarious situation during his fight with cancer. And uh, in speaking to many that know Hokie, that are very close to him, um, in some ways a blessing today as he's passed on. And unfortunately, uh, we'll miss Hokie not only on Saints broadcast, uh, here on the practice fields, in our facility, but in so many different ways. And we can't help but think of Judy and uh, the girls today and all those who knew Hokie, and even those who didn't. Uh, the outpouring of support and emotion today has been absolutely phenomenal. Um, you smile at times. You want to shed a tear at times. It's just been it's been a difficult week, and it and it's and it's not going to go away. This feeling now for for some time. But um, much like we did yesterday with Will Smith, we're going to remember Hokie Gaijon here today on the Black and Blue Report. Celebrate him in a lot of ways um, because that's that's the kind of man he he was and and, and is uh, worthy of celebration. Uh, for me personally, it's a man that. Um, I was fortunate to get to know over the last couple of years, and it's a man that has a tremendous impact on me as not only a broadcaster but as a person. Uh, hokey tough, and there's no doubt about that, and perhaps one of the most down-to-earth, honest men I've ever met in our business. Um, for me personally, a lot of folks ask about why I got into broadcasting. Uh, it's because of men like Hokey Gaijon, Jack Buck for me growing up in St. Louis. Um, the men that were pillars of the community, not because they were on a sports broadcast, but because of the connection they made with fans and the people around them in their city. And Hokie Gaijon is, is the perfect example of that. Um, you knew Hokie Gaijon if, even if you didn't know him. Um, you appreciated his down-to-earth personality, the extreme honesty in his analysis on the radio, his ability to entertain and the wealth of knowledge that he passed along to all of us, and certainly the great feeling that you had any time that you were with him and the moments uh, where he would walk away or you would walk away from a conversation with him. Our conversation today about Hokie will start with Stan Brock, who was uh, Hokie's best friend. They'd known each other for decades, and uh, Stan has been here in town with the guys, John family, was able to be with Hokie um, in his final days, and so he is a perfect man to join us today to talk about Hokie Gaijan as a person, as a broadcaster, and a member of the Saints family for sure. And so Stan Brock to help us remember Hokie Gaijan today. And also Mike Triplett from ESPN.com, who uh, not only is uh, a good friend of Hokie Gaijan's, uh, one that also, like me, admires Hokie in so many different ways. He will share his thoughts about Hokie and Will Smith both who are soon to be Saints Hall of Famers. Mike is on the panel that helps select those, uh, those to be honored. And uh, here, unfortunately, we'll be honoring both of those men uh, shortly in a posthumous fashion. 
And uh, Mike will also talk about the story that is now ongoing with regard to the uh, passing of Will Smith over the weekend. So heavy hearts again here today, for sure. Um, but again, celebration and remembrance of Hokie Gaijan and continuing with uh, Will Smith here on this Tuesday. Uh, stay with us. We'll take a quick break. Stan Brock, our honored guest, in just a moment. The magic of Voodoo Barbecue. It's people, passion, and pure enjoyment. Seasoned with Louisiana's best. It's a celebration every day. A fusion of Creole, Cajun, and Caribbean. It's the soul, the sound, the taste of barbecue New Orleans style. Voodoo Barbecue. Pass by your neighborhood Voodoo Barbecue today. For fast relief coffee. Summer is coming and Keefe's Air Conditioning and Heating is ready to serve you. Keefe's offers a 25-point precision AC tune-up for only $119. Get your AC ready for the real heat that's coming. And as always, call Keefe's and we'll get you cool in three hours or less. Guaranteed. Keefe's Air Conditioning and Heating. For fast relief, call Keefe's. Let's continue here on this Tuesday and our remembrance of uh, Hokie Gaijan here today. And certainly, when it comes to Hokie, a uh, few know him better than his best friend, Stan Brock, former Saints player, analyst, uh, former head coach at Army, is kind enough to join us here on a, on a bit of a sad day, Stan. And our condolences to you and, and all of Hokie's friends. Um, you lost your best friend, and I know that was tough. I, I, I was certainly glad to hear that you were able to spend time with him here over the last day or two. Yes, it, it's a very tough, and uh, and when you say condolences to all of his friends, there's a there's a that includes a lot of people because <clears throat> I really believe that anybody that ever met Hokey was his friend, and uh, and that's how he felt, and, and I think that's how people felt about him. What was the most? Uh, and uh, forgive the word here, but it it just seems to fit. What what to you, Stan, is the most magical thing about Hokey guy, Sean? Uh, if I had to do it in one word, I'd have to say loyalty. I think he was, uh, <clears throat> you know, here's a, here's a, a guy who was, uh, born in Baker, Louisiana, uh, went to school and, uh, and LSU and played for the saints and, and worked for the, you know, WWL and saints broadcasting. And so, um, I think loyalty, he's, uh, he's, he's truly, he's truly the, the best friend that I, that I ever had and, and never, you crossword and and uh and we did a lot of things together and he was he was always there he was always there for you and even even in his days of dying when i would call him and talk to him he wanted to know about uh other people in my family and then how they were doing it and uh he would always try to divert uh, any attention to himself so i loved him for that when did the love start stan I, was it when you guys played uh, together yeah, this is a great story, actually. Uh, George Ballou uh, was my offensive line coach when I was at, at the University of Colorado. Uh, and we they got fired after my junior year. And then he was at NC State, and from NC State, then he came to LSU. And he was at LSU Hokies senior year. So Coach Ballou knew both of us, and, and George Ballou is one of my dearest friends now. But um, when the Saints drafted Hokie, George Blue called me, Coach Blue called me, and he told me that uh, you and Hokey will be best friends for the rest of your lives. 
and uh, he goes, and I hadn't even met Hoagie. I had never even, I didn't know who he was or anything. And and from the day that we met, uh, we have been best friends for the for the rest of our lives. We we are best friends. You guys teased so each other think, a lot, didn't you? We did. We did. Every, we did every day off, and when Bum was there, we had Mondays off, and and uh, when Coach Morrow was there, we had Tuesdays off. But every day off, uh, I don't mean most or several. I'm talking every day off. We were either hunting or fishing or doing stuff together. We we rode back and forth uh, to work from across the lake. Uh, we carpooled and. Uh, you know, and we and we were together all the time. It was you, you saw one of us, you saw both of us. It's crazy. Uh, you were the one that kind of encouraged him to move into broadcasting, weren't you, Stan? <laughs> yes, uh, I knew I couldn't do it anymore. I think that was after the 2000 season. Uh, I was coaching, and it was taking up so much time and uh, being away from home. And uh, and I and I asked him to do it. He was actually scouting at the time, and they were going through kind of some changes and. Um, uh, I think he loved scouting. He really did. He wanted to stay with that, but he wasn't sure if the, if the saints were going to keep him on in that, in that capacity or not. So, um, so I talked to him about it and I knew that, uh, you know, him and Jim Henderson obviously knew who he was and knew of him and had been around him sometimes, but, uh, being around Jim for those two years and then, uh, and being around Hokey for all those other years and knowing, I just felt like, uh, he would be a good fit with Jim and plus, there's there's nobody there's nobody South Louisiana like Hokie Gaijon. There's no one. So he speaks the speak and and uh, and he and he knows football. He was you know obviously a scout and and uh, he knows players and so it was it was a perfect fit. It was easy. He never fancied himself as a broadcaster. Stan, is that no, what he hated. He talked about it all the time. He hated it. He goes, I hate radio. He goes, you got to talk to you know you're talking to people that don't know anything about football and 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 i go you're so good at it i go do you ever listen to yourself he goes oh no i never listened to myself he never he would never listen to himself he he yeah he never thought he was you know he thought he was just a guy and that's what made him so special he was just a guy talking about the game and that's why people like listening to it Stan, so many people felt like they they knew Hokey Gaijon, even though they never met him, which I think is a, a great uh, measure of a man. Um, yes. For you, uh, in in the role of best friend, is there a story or something that you want to share here on this Tuesday to all those people that say they knew him, but they never really did? Well, you put me on the spot. We yeah. have so many stories together. Um yeah, you really put me on the spot uh, to try and come up with one story to uh, tell everybody who Hoki Gaijon was. Um, I, I can't. I can't come up with it. I'm so sorry. I know that, you know, anywhere we went, uh, when we went hunting or fishing, people would come out, and and, uh, and he was always there for, for, for anybody who was around him, always. And uh, um, he was just – he's just a – He's just a wonderful, wonderful human being. You know, he comes from a family of nine, and his brothers and sisters were all there yesterday. Uh, the way that his mom and dad raised him, and you know, he was always uh, he was always very proud of, of being a guy, John, and he was always very proud of being from Louisiana. Um, and yeah, I, I'm sorry, I cannot think of a story that would just tell you that whole that whole thing, but that's the way he was. Stan, most hunters and fishermen that I know have a little bit of a lie to them, um, but yet he might uh, be the most honest man I've ever met. He, 
There's no question. Uh, he's the only guy I know that you you come in from the dock. How many fish you catch? He goes, I don't know, Stan, count them. And I'm like, I'm not counting them. We, we caught 30 fish. Oh, no, we didn't catch 30. And uh, so he, you, you hit it right on the head. That's exactly uh, that's exactly right. He, he didn't have any of that. You know, he, he just told told the truth all the time and told you exactly what he was thinking. And, and uh, you always knew where you stood with that guy. Did you ever see him wear a tie? Because I never have. Uh, I, I, if I saw him wear a tie, um, I know when coach Moore came in, uh, we had a coat and tie, uh, dress coat on the airplane. And, uh, I, I, I know I don't have any pictures of him and I know he asked, uh, uh, to, for his funeral. He told his wife, Judy, that, uh, if anybody wears a, a coat and tie to my funeral, I'm going to haunt him. <laughs> so that's how strong his feelings are towards it. So that's the, uh, you know, that's the man's wish, and that's what uh, that's what he wanted. I think Jim Henderson told me a story that when that dress code was in effect, Hokey had the same shirt and tie for the entire season. He'd wear it on the plane. He'd get off the plane. He'd wad it up, shove it in his briefcase, and then he'd pull it yep. back out, give it a good flip, and then put it back on for the next flight. Probably, and then uh, just take it home, and he probably didn't untie the tie. He probably figured out how to tie it one time, or had someone tie it one time, and, and uh, left that knotted the whole time, the whole season. I'll bet you. Stan, yeah. how are how are Judy and the girls holding up? Um, as well as can be expected, uh, you know. I think that uh, you know Judy is strong, and um, and she has a great support system with the with the Hokies family, and. Uh, and uh, his daughters uh, uh, were there yesterday, and and they're there to support their mother. And so, um, I think as as well as can be expected. Stan, uh, is there anything else that that you would want to share with mm-hmm. Saints fans, um, friends, and family that might listen to our visit today that perhaps we haven't touched upon when we're talking about Hokey Gaijan? No, I think if you if you listen to Hokey or ever saw Hokey or or knew him. Uh, he affected uh, a lot of people. Uh, I think the, his work ethic uh, on the field, and then the, how hard he worked. Uh, whether he would ever admit it, and he doesn't. But uh, uh, how hard he worked uh, to be good at the radio job, um, and no one would have ever seen his work as a scout. But he took a great deal of pride in being a, an outstanding scout uh, for the New Orleans Saints. Um, you know, I think anybody that ever got to watch him or talk to him or see him or meet him or, or hear about him uh, instantly became his friend. Stan, last thing. From a 10th round, round draft choice to, to you know, to where he, he, he is, it's awesome. Yeah, no, a pillar of our community, that's for sure. Uh, no question. Stan, one last thing. Uh, much like Yogi Berra, Hokey was known for his phrases. Mm-hmm. Uh, was, uh-huh. was there one or two that perhaps uh, uh-huh. stuck with you or that you stole? Uh, I No, I can't steal them because you got to say most of it with a uh, South Louisiana accent, and I, and I don't have it, and, uh, and I'm not from here, but... Uh, and, and and we can do this again if you want to cut this, but uh, the one of my favorite is, is that... Uh, that, you know, somebody would be so unlucky or unfortunate as to fall into a bucket of tits and come out sucking his thumb. <laughs> and, uh, and if you want to cut that, we can cut it and do a different one. But that's, uh, that's one that, that sticks in my mind. Stan, it has too much color for me to cut it out of this podcast. So 
Let's leave okay. it. Let's leave it. Okay, I'm good with that. Yep. Stan Brock with us here on the Black and Blue Report. Um, Stan, you provided me a, a good smile here on an otherwise dreary day. So I appreciate yes. it, and we'll see you soon. Thank you very much, John. I appreciate being on. Thank you. Stan Brock with us. Hokie Guy John's best friend. We'll be right back. How much do you want to lose this year? 5, 10, 15 pounds? It's time to set your goal and go for it with the Smoothie King Change a Meal Challenge. Just change one meal a day with one of 20 delicious meal replacement smoothies, all under 400 calories per 20-ounce serving, and see how much you can lose. With flavors like pineapple mango, almond mocha, and more, it's easier than ever to reach for your goals. Take the Change a Meal Challenge, only at Smoothie King. Smoothies with a purpose. Weight loss is based on a low-calorie diet and exercise program. Consult your physician before beginning any diet program. Your 2016-17 Pelican season tickets are on sale now. Be sure to lock yours in before April 13th to receive your limited edition Anthony Davis Mardi Gras uniform bobblehead. You'll also be entered into our parade of prizes where you'll have the chance to win autographed jerseys, trips with the team, and much more. As a Pelican season ticket holder, you'll enjoy many benefits, including access to exclusive team events and savings on concessions and merchandise. Call 504-525-HOOP or visit pelicans.com today. Mike Triplett has been with us before here on the Black and Blue Report. Of course, he covers the Saints for ESPN.com. And, uh, Mike, so glad to talk to you again. I wish it was under different circumstances. These past two days here at our facility, as you imagine, have been as heavy and as sad as I can as I can remember with losses to Will Smith and now Hokie Gaijan, too. And, and I appreciate you coming on to talk about both of these situations. Well, yeah, I agree, Sean. I'm happy to talk about those guys because they deserve to have a, a lot of great memories shared about them. But awfully sad, and what a what a one-two punch. I mean, what do you want to call it? Tragic irony uh, or fitting? Uh, but both of these guys, we were just in a room a few weeks ago talking about who the next Saints Hall of Famers were going to be. The only reason it took Hokey so long to get into the Hall of Fame was because we would debate for years whether he should be in as a player or a contributor, but nobody disagreed that he was long overdue to be in the Hall of Fame. And uh, Will Smith, this was his first year eligible. These are two of the all-time greats and the all-time uh, beloved members of the organization, and uh, now they're going to go in posthumously. But uh, um, that's what they are. They're all-time greats. They're Hall of Famers, and they're going to be missed. Absolutely. Let's start with Will Smith. Um the news hit so many people in different ways over the weekend, none of them in good ways. Mike, this is a guy that you knew and covered for quite some time, and now uh, not only did you know him as a person, but here you find yourself covering the story as well for ESPN.com. How do you balance that, Mike, and, and what, what have been your emotions over the last 48 hours? Yeah, I mean, you kind of go on adrenaline, especially when you're going out to the scene of a crime at 1 in the morning after seeing pictures on Twitter of Sheik uh, and Pierre Thomas standing next to, uh, you know, the scene. And uh, that doesn't really feel real, you know. Um, uh, you know, and then it becomes police police conversations and attorney conversations. And, uh, you know, you're writing that story, and then you're writing the what Will Smith meant to the team as a football field and a player, and it almost feels like you're covering two different things. Um, it's It's really tough, man. Um, Smith, my memories of him, you know, he's a guy, I'm 40 years old and I've been covering the Saints for 12 or 13 years now. And I, I, I remember at some point, you know, when I got older, when I was in my thirties or whatever, that it dawned on me that 
you know, boy, I'm 10 years older than some of these guys. Will Smith was always the one that, he always felt older than me. He just felt like a man, like a man with wisdom, like, a, you know, he felt like your father. And I think he felt that way in the locker room. I think Sean Payton leaned on him um, to be, I you could say, enforcer because he was physically intimidating. Um, leader, captain, a guy who drew a lot of respect, uh, walked, you know, talked softly, carried a big stick. But, um, and how important that was, you know, Sean Payton came into the team and, and, you know, they overhauled probably 25, 30 guys on the roster. They didn't overhaul everybody. Will Smith was, was the leader of that bridge from the previous era to the next one. And, and he went to the Pro Bowl that first year, too. He was as important for what happened when the Saints went from, from 3 and 13. Uh, and Hurricane Katrina to the NFC Championship as as anyone else, including Peyton and Breeze. Mike, in a game where we where we probably see more of the skill players, quarterbacks, running backs, wide receivers, tight ends, those are the personalities. Uh, you know, a linebacker here and there. We've had an occasional offensive lineman. But why was a defensive end uh, like Will Smith uh, so beloved not only by his teammates, but also this community. Why did he stand out more than, say, the other guys in the trenches? Yeah, I mean, he didn't necessarily stand out more than everybody. You know, I think probably Jonathan Filmer would be held in a similar regard, mm-hmm. another captain, another leader who was there for a long time, possibly Roman Harper. But, uh, um, yeah, I mean, Smith, Smith, I think, probably carried that gravitas of – uh, he was here. He was here when they got here. He probably felt like a coach on the field, even though he was a second-year pro, third-year pro when when a lot of the 2006 guys got here. Um, and uh, uh, you know, he proved it on the field for years. I remember for years I would write about Smith, the player, and you know, of course, not as glamorous as, as celebrity receivers and quarterbacks and all that, but not as glamorous as as your typical defensive end either. I think people want the flash and the speed and the 15 sacks. Smith got to double-digit sacks a few times, but what I always remembered about him was, man, did he make those offensive tackles work. Mm-hmm. Uh, those one-on-one battles and training camp practices, some guys would try their speed move and either it would work or not. Smith would push the lineman back to the quarterback. You know, It didn't always result in a sack, but I would talk to Zach Streif and uh, Jamal Brown and John Stinchcomb and others about how hard he made them work. They were worn out by the end of the game because he was a bull rush guy and he was a run stuffer and he was an every down guy. The story itself has generated a ton of public, um, public statements, emotions, everything from Sean Payton in USA today, yesterday, I wouldn't say getting on a soapbox, but in some ways really expressing Obviously, his sadness, but also some anger and 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 some strength in words. Drew Brees, in a similar way, the players and teammates and fans, all either sharing either a sadness or a commentary of some kind. Are you surprised in any way as to the nature of the response to this tragedy? And and, and from I guess a reporter standpoint, what are your key takeaways so far? I'm not surprised in the sentiment at all. Um because it's a popular sentiment. I mean, it is unfortunate that we hear this sentiment louder after a school shooting or after something like this happens, and, you know, then we hear it every day. Um, But, yeah, the only surprise would be, you know, we're around these guys who choose their words carefully sometimes, who uh, sometimes tiptoe away from subjects like this or or try to say things uh, carefully. And it seems like it's been a little no-holds-barred from Sean Payton, from Drew Brees. I just... 
had a conversation with Keenan Lewis, it should come as no surprise that this subject is near and dear to him because this has been a cause for him, a West Bank native, uh, for years. And, and, you know, he just had a brother-in-law gunned down last December. Um, so I think what it shows you is that the emotion of this has, has sort of taken the governor off. You know, uh, they're, they're, they're not going to be careful about what they say when they're feeling the way they're feeling right now. Yeah, and, and there'll be a lot more on this story as we move along. Um, let's switch gears. Hook it, guys, John. As we're still stinging about Will Smith, you know, we, we, we lose – a great friend and hokey guy, John, um, a, a man that you've known, again, for a, quite some time. And as you also had mentioned, uh, in being a part of the process for the Saints Hall of Fame, you've been deliberating about him. Um, how, did you, how did you take the news, Mike, and, and, and what, what comes to mind initially here on this, on this morning after his passing? Well, look, um, Hokey, we found out he was really sick last fall, and we had time to absorb it, and people close to him had time to let him know how they felt about him and say goodbye to him, that doesn't make it any easier, you know. Um, uh, you know, it hurts just as hard to, to lose someone. But the thing about Hokey is, like I said, I've been here 11, 12 years, and I could tell right right then and there how, how beloved he was by people who knew him and then, you know, got to see it firsthand over the last decade. And it's everybody. I mean, uh, people who just started – being around the Saints and covering them for two or three years felt like they'd known him all his life. He's just, I think Jeff Duncan said it best uh, on Twitter earlier, the thing he likes best is, hope he never played that, I played the game card, you know. He didn't ever think he was better than anyone. He just thought, you know, he was kind of an all shucks. <laughs> hey, I'm just a guy out here working like you every day. Um, and, you know, and he was a celebrity. He didn't carry himself like a celebrity. Um but he could have, and he certainly didn't. He was he was just really, really well-liked by everyone he ever came across, it seems like. What was the most poignant thing about the deliberations with regard to the Hall of Fame? When you when, when you all were deliberating about Hokie Gaijan to be inducted, uh, what kept coming up? Well, like I said, we've talked about him, every, I think, every year we've been on the panel. Yeah. Because, you know, it, it, it took years before I think we finally said, all right, I guess we can't put him in as a player, you know, because uh, um, he was on the player list. And, you know, he had some credentials as a player, uh, in, including the, uh, the highest rush, rushing average in, in team history. Um, and, uh, boy, got votes for years and years and years. And I think ultimately, uh, um, after a long discussion about uh, about him as a player, uh, then when it came time to say, all right, well, let's talk about Hokie as a contributor. Done. He's it. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so uh, that's the only reason he had probably hasn't been in the Hall of Fame for, for five or ten years. Um, but uh, there's no doubt about it that when you add what he did as a player, what he did as a scout, and what he's done as a as a color commentator and just a sort of ambassador for the Saints, he, he you know, you walk in the Saints Hall of Fame, uh, it, could, it could be named after him practically. I mean, he's a guy who's embodied the Saints from uh, from player to passionate fan uh, uh, for half his life, more, yeah. more than half his life. Uh, is the greatest understatement of the week to say that this has been difficult? <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Mike, keep up the good work on ESPN.com. Thanks for uh, sharing with us today on a very difficult Tuesday. All right. Thank you very much, Sean. Life is busy. You need health care that can keep up. At Auctioner, we get that. So we've made our care more schedule-friendly, like offering same-day appointments. Need a primary care physician, a pediatrician, an OBGYN? We'll get you in to see someone today. Many of our specialists are available the same day, too. 
And with health centers all over greater New Orleans, there's bound to be one near you. Many are open late and on weekends for your urgent care needs. And if it's something serious, Auctioner has you covered with nationally ranked care for your most complex conditions. Want additional convenience? Now you can make appointments with many of our physicians on our website. And once you become an Auctioner patient, you'll be able to do even more online, like email your doctors, see test results, and refill your prescriptions, all with a simple click. Make an appointment today at auctioner.org or call 866-AUCTIONER. Auctioner, healthcare with peace of mind. Welcome back to the Black and Blue Report. I can't thank enough today, uh, Stan Brock and Mike Triplett, for both being with us on the Black and Blue Report. Uh, just a small, small sharing about Hokie Gaijan today. Will Smith, too. And uh, we'll uh, pass along what we can about arrangements for both, including, it looks like, a possible public celebration of Will Smith's life here at the Saints facility on Friday. Uh, more details to come at NewOrleansSaints.com. We'll also pass along what we do know regarding arrangements for Hokie Gaijan in the coming days as well. Um, Feel free to share some thoughts on Twitter if you'd like me to pass along uh, those thoughts on Black and Blue Report the rest of the week. You can do so at Sean Kelly Live or at Black Blue Report, both handles on, on Twitter. I know many, many, many folks um, have been affected by these two losses, uh, and certainly we want to again offer our condolences uh, today, especially to the Gaijan family, and, um, and prayers continue. Even though we've lost those two men, the prayers should continue for those who survive. And um, tomorrow we'll uh, we'll see where the conversation takes us. I would uh, I would like you to join us for sure. We'll be in Minneapolis um, as the Pelicans will travel there for their final home, or final regular season game uh, tonight. Play the Timberwolves tomorrow. We'll pick up conversation about that then, and then later on in the week we'll also be talking about the NFL draft, which will be coming up sooner rather than later. But again today, um, thank you, Hokie guys, John. We appreciate you. We love you. And we hope that you rest in peace. And with that, we'll say goodbye here from Studio B on this Tuesday uh, during a very difficult week for the Saints family. To you and yours, we say uh, good afternoon.